But where are you really from? A podcast about the Asian American struggle. Hi, I'm Jesse Lin, and I'm Angela Lin, and welcome back to "But Where Are You Really From?" Woo woo! All right, so this episode, we're going to take some time to review spoiler alerts: <laughs> Disney's remake of Mulan. So, just for those of you who have been sleeping or sitting, hiding under a rock, hiding, hiding under a ru- <laughs> under a rock. So Disney was supposed to release the remake of Mulan, I believe, in March of so 2020. But off, no, but obviously, like COVID pushed everything like way far out. Then it was supposed to be like summer, and then obviously that didn't happen because everything was so closed. So then finally, they were like, "Okay, we now have this captive audience. We're going to release it on Disney Plus." But you still have to pay thirty dollars to watch it. So mm-hmm. there was kind of some like. Mucky muck suspiciousness behind it because it kind of feels like they shuffled it around and then finally they were just like, well, we're just gonna like release it, but like make it unfavorable for people to watch because you have to pay extra money on top of your Dude, it wasn't Disney even Plus subscription. That it was extra money. It was like how much they were charging for it. Thirty dollars is so was, much yeah. more than a movie. It's ticket. a lot of money. Yeah, the fucking subscription I- is like. I calculated it because I have Disney Plus, and it was like uh-huh. a third of the subscription price, the annual subscription price for one fucking movie. So let that be the first note, because I, I, I think I, I feel like part of the reason why it wasn't received well for a lot of people that I've talked to, not that anyone has specifically said this, but the fact that you had to pay extra money for it and $30, I think already soured a lot of people's yeah. perspective on it before they even started to watch the movie. So they're like, I'm gonna pay $30 for it. It better be a really good yes. movie. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yes. So let's set the stage with that. <laughs> expectations. I had such high expectations for it, which like, to be fair, I did. Um, I did feel like maybe I shouldn't have such high expectations. But like when the trailer first came out, I was like, I like got a little emotional. Uh, the scene Aww. where the dad is walking towards the officer to take his order from the emperor mm. and his knee buckles and he falls to the ground. Mm-hmm, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. let me just cry right now because I was remembering the old movie, obviously. But like, yeah. um, and then production value of all these live action things, like even if the movie mm-hmm. sucks, all the production value has been phenomenal for like every live action that they've done, even if mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. end result movie was terrible, but uh, it looked beautiful. And the part that like was both um, I was like hopeful and V skeptical was um, they started including all these like Chinese traditional Chinese filmmaking techniques, right? Like there was like way Mm. more legit Kung Fu and like the tropes of like 
ninja like jumping on walls and like there's that new character that's like basically a witch that's like also in every other chinese movie <laughs> that exists so yeah. when i saw that stuff i was like oh well i mean that's kind of cool that they're like integrating legit chinese filmmaking techniques so maybe this is going to be like really legit but i also was like or maybe they're just ripping off china and maybe this will suck so it was like i had high expectations and also at the same time I was trying to tell myself like don't have such high expectations <laughs> Well, I will tell you my perspective on it. I love, I mean, I love the Disney classics, but to be honest, it's been a hot minute since I've watched any of them. So I've like mostly forgotten mm. all of them. So from that perspective, like I already was kind of like fret, like blank slate. Like I remember the general story of Mulan. Obviously it's like a very culturally relevant story. So we were like <laughs> kind of generally know it, but I remember the story, so that's basically, like, kind of the only expectations that I had, plus some of the things you mentioned where I saw, like, okay, they're incorporating some, like, wire foo into it, there's, like, a badass witch-looking person, which I'm into, <laughs> love me a, a well-dressed villain, <laughs> so I was like, okay, like, I think these will be good, plus, like, I don't, I didn't have that, like, strong recollection of the initial Mulan movie, so I wasn't going to be like, oh, but this is different, and, like, mm -hmm. here it's different, and there it's different, so I feel like my expectations were pretty fair for a movie. I was kind of going into it thinking it's like the Mulan story, but with like cool wirefu action and done in like Hollywood production budget level. So it's like really nice kind of situation. Yes. Well, also let's talk about the other expectation, which is like, for the Asian American community, right? It was mm -hmm. like, oh fuck, finally we have, well, not finally, we've had a few, we've had a few good, you know, all Asian cast movies with mm -hmm. Crazy Rich Asians, The Farewell, Parasite, even though that's a foreign film, so it's a little bit different, but um, like we've had a few English speaking all Asian cast things, but still not prevalent. So with Mulan, it definitely was another like, yay, here's a win for Asians. So I think there was also just like maybe pent up, um, like a lot of hopes and aspirations for this movie that maybe it could never have fulfilled just because it was like trying to represent for too much from a cultural yeah. standpoint too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like I missed a huge red flag because kind of because the actors were all Asian, because normally when you see a film that's stacked with some heavy hitters, you're like, that's going to suck. They stacked mm. it with heavy hitters for a reason because the film sucks. They're just trying to staff up with people that you like. And I, I totally missed it because they have Gong Li, who's a witch, loved her in um, Memoirs of a Geisha. They have Donnie Yen, heavy hitter, Ip Man. They also have Jet Li. Jet Li is like super, super famous. Oh, it took me the whole movie Dude, to know yeah. that that was Jet Li. He, uh, <laughs> he hit that Asian menopause really hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he hit it real hard, but yeah. <laughs> No, I, I hear you. That's true. I mean, there are a few movies that are good with a huge star-studded cast, but I agree that when there's too many, it's a it's usually mm -hmm. a flag. Yeah. And I just missed it. I should have known. Should have known. Well, spoiler alert! If you couldn't tell by the attitude we're bringing into this episode, <laughs> was amazing. Oh God, totally worth thirty dollars. No. So, spoiler alert! We're gonna go into our for whatever it's worth our review of the movie jesse okay yeah so we're gonna do basically like our thoughts about the movie first and then we'll talk about i guess like some of the 
context drama around the oh, release yeah, of the movie. So much drama. Yes. So the movie. Okay, what did I like about the movie? Mm-hmm. The cinematography was lovely. Like the regions and the like background shots and everything was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if I was really in the mood for some like China geography <laughs> landscape porn, I would be like, this is it. Like Nat Geo perfect. Yes. Um, so lots of that. If if you're into that, you'll really like the different scenes that it takes you through. And obviously, as a Disney production, they had like exclusive ac- access to shooting in specific locations that made the movie like really come alive. So, like some of the fight scenes in the palace, I'm not super sure if that was like actually in the Forbidden City, but it kind of looked like it was. It could have been. Yeah, not sure. Obviously, as a Disney production, like costumes were also beautiful. Like even like what everybody was wearing from Mulan's supposedly poor village. I was like, y'all look nice for poor people. <laughs> and like all the way through, like the costume design was like really lovely. Like the witch, you know, I said, I love a villain in a costume. I'm just like, why are you wearing this? Like it's so over the top. Like you don't look like you were outcast. You look like a rich bitch, but mm-hmm. cool. Um, what else did I like about it? I enjoyed the warfu. I think this is controversial because some people will say the fighting scenes are not as good as some of the like low budget productions, but I thought it was pretty decent. Like it was, there was no part where I was like, I can see this is, I can see the wires. Um, And there was no part where I was like, this is like so unbelievable that I, I am no longer in this scene. So that was pretty good. And I thought there were some cute moments with some of the characters, like the fat cricket, and like try to introduce like a little bit of humor into it. But the overall tone of the movie was just like so that those moments, I feel like you were just like, you missed it because you weren't expecting like levity there. So you just completely didn't even like receive it. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like moving into like, so the, the negative, negative parts, where to start? Okay, the main actress, I I love that they cast an Asian female lead, but I feel like there was no display of appropriate emotion through the entire movie. I felt like she was kind of flat. Like, she was just kind of, like, sad and forlorn and, like, withdrawn the whole movie. And I kind of get it because, like, okay, you're you're hiding a big piece of yourself, and that's, like, very you know, stressful and anxiety causing, but I'm also like, there's no range. Like that can't be the only thing that you're feeling the entire time. You can't just be like anxious and sad. That's it. You know, I don't know how to feel about that because of all the things I didn't like about this movie that didn't completely stand out to me. But when you aren't a native (laughs) speaker of a certain language and you're trying to act in that language, it's kind of hard to convey emotions properly because Mm -hmm. it's not, you're you're like, your brain is working kind of hard to like translate what's happening. And she's a, Mm -hmm. I don't know her very well, but I know that she's like an actual semi-famous Chinese actress. So like, she's not, this might be like her first American film that she's done. So I don't know how fluent in English she actually is. I, would guess not that fluent so like i would like to give her the benefit of the doubt that like maybe if it was if her emotions weren't coming across that well is because there's that language situation because like if you think about some of the other actors like 
Zima, who's the everyone's dad in every Asian film. Um, yes. <laughs> that's his Instagram like slogan is like Hollywood's favorite Asian dad. Um, he's so funny, but yeah, he's I mean he's like from Hong Kong, which also like speaks English as a you know a second. Uh, motherland country language and also has been acting in Hollywood forever so like I think he has different range abilities because of that so I don't know maybe I'm giving her too much of the benefit of the doubt but I will join the devil's advocate boat with you because the other thing that I noticed is that like I kind of feel like a lot of the characters her included did not have a lot of dialogue like Mm. I was expecting her to talk more than she did like, I know there yeah. was a lot of, like, action scenes and there's talking, like, interspersed with that. But there was, like, no extended dialogue where I could, like, get to know her better as a character. So I think from that perspective, it was also, it also kind of, like, handicapped her because not only if she's fighting, like, a language barrier, but mm. she's also been giving a script where she's, like, she doesn't have a lot to work with. Let's talk about the script. <laughs> That's good. Let's, let's do was shit. That script was awful. Yes, completely. And so cringeworthy in so many places. Like, can you not say, I believe Hua Mulan? I was like, I'm dying that you included that in the script and had four people repeat it to try to appeal to the woke audience because no one's buying it. And this is awful. That was, that was one moment that stood out drastically to me. What about you? Just... Yeah, just the choices, man. The choices that were made, I, I'm very confused. Like, for example, Jet Li as the emperor has like also magic kung fu powers. Right. Why do you need guards? Yeah, but somehow he's like stupid enough to get captured by <laughs> the barbarian who has no kung fu powers. That's true. <laughs> what else was like a choice, but like a really extra? Oh, at the very end where they defeat the barbarian there was like a really extra thing where like somebody deflected an arrow and then Mulan like kicked it into the barbarian (laughs) from like up in the sky I'm like is this necessary like he's already (laughs) on the ground like basically dead and you have to do that like why there was also to your point about Mulan's character not having that many lines like there was so little character development for all the characters like the witch character i was like i'm sorry how do you go from like i'm a lone wolf i'm never gonna help anyone i'm only out for myself so at the end she like suddenly changes her mind and helps mulan and it's like we're on the same team i'm gonna die for you i'm like you don't i don't know your story this is doesn't make any sense what do you think if you could make like one change to the film what would you have changed to make it better? Like, what would have the most impact? Well, this is going to roll into the controversy. So I really think they roll. should have cast Chinese writers. Like, there were no... Mm. So one of the controversies, which I'm sure a lot of you are very aware of, is that even though it was an all-Asian cast, there were no Asian people in the crew. So, like, of the people who made the movie, none of those people were Asian. And mm. I disagree that, like, that needed to be a fully Asian crew. I think that's, like, too much. And, like, you, you don't need to implement that kind of extreme. But where it counts, you should have Asian people. Like, it's a s- historical movie about actual China <laughs> and, like... 
Mulan is a legend that is actually from China that's existed for thousands of years, right? And like, you're going to have non-Chinese people as part of the writing. That's probably part of why it was such bullshit. So I think if I could only change one thing, that would probably make a significant difference. That would have been it. What about you? Honestly, I have to agree with you. I think that, and not to like put everything on the people who were doing the writing, but I kind of feel like there was a step missed, not even in the writing process, but maybe just the testing process of the film. I'm very surprised it came out the way it actually did because as I understand, and we'll get into all this controversy stuff later, Disney did a lot of kowtowing to the Chinese government to try to get this film made. They got special access to film in different places in China. They really want to break into the Chinese market because it's a huge market for them. So I'm surprised that the film is so disjointed because I can't imagine that it would be well received by local people there either. Yeah. So even though we both love the beautiful scenery and the landscapes, there's a darker side to that shit, which is that they filmed uh, exclusively in Xinjiang province, right? And that is where all the Uyghur uh, concentration camps are. And, you know, just like illegal detainment of millions of people but you know i don't uh, there's just like a lot there and i didn't notice anything but it, it was like obviously the internet picks up on everything so people mm -hmm. posted screenshots of like if you actually watch till the end of the credits they named the like um essentially the local chinese government propaganda councils from xinjiang mm -hmm. as like partners of course, you should have filmed it in China because it's about fucking China. But China is a huge country and there is like so many things you could pick apart about China and the Chinese government. But that is like one of the worst things happening right now. So why mm -hmm. would you choose to specifically film in that province out of like anywhere else you could have filmed? So the other thing that was, I think, semi-controversial was the lead actress, I think, like, you know, a few months ago, voiced her support for the police in the Hong Kong protests. And obviously, like, a lot of people were not happy with, let's say, what she was putting out because most people want Hong Kong to retain their democratic or pseudo-democratic system. So that was also another, I think, big thing for people to be like, don't watch the movie because like she supports the unauthorized expansion of Chinese authority into Hong Kong. And it was so hard because you were like, okay, as you mentioned, like, hey, we really want to support this movie. But then there's like the Uyghur stuff. Then there's like this <laughs> Hong Kong stuff. And then the movie just was not that good. So you're like, oh man, like this is like really rough because you like the same when Crazy Rich Asians came out, we're like, let's do this. Like, let's have this experience. And that was great. There was like no weird controversies, no people saying things where you were like, mm -mm. and the movie was good. This was like kind of the opposite of that. So it was like a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because when you think about it, I wonder how much of that has to do with the mix of cast that's included. Because when you talk about Crazy Rich Asians, those are all 
Asian American, Asian British, like, you know, Asian blank mm-hmm. people as opposed to like Chinese people or Japanese people, you know, like from the country people. Mm-hmm. And Mulan was more leaning towards like actual Chinese people. They're like, even the the actors we know are actual Chinese people. Like they've, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, been in Hollywood forever, but they're, they're from China and Hong Kong and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I wonder how much of that has to do with it because, for like the potential for controversy, because even when mm. you were saying that, I was like, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not pro the hostile takeover of Hong Kong by any means. But at the same time, I'm like, you're kind of asking for a lot for a Chinese actress to be pro Hong Kong. Like, what did you expect? She's from China. Like, I, I don't know. Okay, let's sweep behind this negativity. And I'm, I mean, it's a little bit negative still, but I want to bring some fun back to this. Maybe we move into our closing fortune cookie? Yes, please. All right. So for fortune cookie, it's still a little bit of shitting, but it's in a fun way. We want to talk about our favorite character that was missing from this movie because they made so many changes, which like was necessary because of the, the type of film that they were trying to make. But like, there's just so much like fun and like personality and specialness that was missing because they cut out a bunch of the best characters that were in the animated version. So Jesse, do you have a fave that you wished was part of it? Yes. My favorite character that was missing was Mulan's humor. No, just kidding. <laughs> my favorite that was missing was, well, I mean, that was missing. To be honest. That's true. Um, my favorite character that was missing was Mushu. Obviously Mushu, as I mentioned, I don't have a really like clear <laughs> memory of the, the animated Mulan, but Mushu was like the clearest thing that was missing. Mushu had a character arc. I remember there's a part yeah. where he's like, oh, like, cause he went from like teeny useless dragon and there's a part where he turned into like a big giant yeah, dragon. Yeah, yeah. And he had like a full character development for this like Eddie Murphy sad dragon thing. He was an outcast so, and then became a hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I, Mushu was a, a big miss. And there was nothing that they, there was nobody nobody or nothing that they put in his place mm-hmm. like there was no nothing that went through that character you don't think the movie. phoenix was a good <laughs> what about you you know i have a hard time answering this because i miss i pretty much miss every character that they cut out because hear me out Every, every single character that they cut out added like 20% extra oomph, like fun and like something like special. So for example, characters that said nothing, the cricket, the sassy ass horse, like all, even those characters had more character development than half the humans in the fucking live action movie. Like, the horse was the sassiest motherfucker. The cricket was, like, went from, like, being scared all the time to, like, being a hero. There's, like, all these, you know, little arcs. And the grandma, the grandma who is horny, because at the end when Shang comes by to find Mulan, she's like, mmm, break me off a piece of that. You know, she was, like, (laughs) she was awesome. And, yeah, her love interest, I think his name's Shang, but... 
love interest sucked in this one. Like there was barely any character development in their love story. You weren't rooting for them. There was nothing there. And he had nothing because the original one, he was a son of the captain. So he wanted to like prove himself. That was what was driving his competitiveness. And this was just like some dude who like was trying to compete. I was like, who cares? Now, to be fair, they were both hot. So he most important got preserved. There was some abs action. Yeah, well, his face didn't get any scratches. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, so my answer is all of them. Because all of them, to be fair, all the characters only had, like, a few scenes. But their few scenes combined were, like, all the specialness that was missing. So, basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I miss the whole old movie that they chose to ruin. Well, on that note. We hope you guys enjoyed our trashing of the Mulan movie <laughs> in the form of an ill-disguised review. If you watch Mulan and you have the same opinion, different opinion, or if you work in the film industry, like we'd be really interested to hear oh, yeah. like what your perspective is on representation from writing to directing to casting to crew, uh -huh. all of that mm -hmm. jazz. So yeah, drop us a note. Feel free to reach out on Instagram or you can email us at our email Tell us where you're from at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U-R-E. Take us to the close, Angela. Well, come back next week for a fresh new episode because we got some fun shit left for you this season. And until next time, bye, bitches. bitches.